oh, I've got to get my soundboard up. Yeah, you absolutely do. Hey, uh, we are recording another episode. We are Cody Goff and Jonathan Martin. I am not Cody Goff. That's that's really long. You need to figure out a way to to shorten that up a little bit. That's like a six-second applause. That's better. That applause is like six seconds long. So I actually hit the drum joke button as soon as we went live. Okay. It was actually a, a thirty a forty one second delay. Not okay. great for comic timing. Today on Game Life Balance US, Jean Martin got a Steam Deck, and he's gonna tell you all about it after we're done talking about the holiday. Except it's not the holiday you're thinking, because we do not record things on time. And then we'll talk about a wedding that we both went to, and maybe some N sixty four stuff on episode sixty four of this show. I'm David S. Dawson from the Intellectual Podcast, a show that spotlights creatives from all walks of life. Part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other incredibly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. He is Cody Goff. Mm-hmm. I am Jonathan Martin. Mm-hmm. We host a podcast called uh, Game Life Balance, where we talk about video US. games. What is, what is you imperialist? You what is Wait, this? It, well, I just assume the United States is everything. Mm-hmm. So it's imp- the U.S. is implied. It's an implied U.S. It's, it's like so. What I'm <laughs> so what I'm saying. Yep. yep. What I'm saying. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Is that you've jo- you've joined a uh, you've joined a video game podcast that sometimes veers off the rails a little bit outside of video games because let's face it we're both parents we're both husbands we both have families we've got stuff we've got to do and occasionally there's not time for video games right before we record so that's where you've come to you've come to Game Life Balance US welcome is that is that where they've come to well I mean if they're listening to us they may have already checked out I don't blame you if I have you. already checked out. Yes, I don't. I have already checked out. Yeah, you have. You have stuff to talk about in this episode. You can't check out yet. Barely, barely. Uh, but let's start. Let's start with just a quick thirty second, thirty second check in. Okay. Um, thirty seconds. The, I don't have a thirty second check in sound effect, but here we are. Maybe this one. That was virtually the same thing. It was pretty uh, much the okay. same. Okay. Well, we'll work on the soundboard, dude. So, I don't. If, this is the fourth episode we've recorded. We've been doing this for about two months yet. None of the episodes, none of the episodes that we've recorded are live. None of them. That's fine. There's not, there's not live, which is fine. They may but never go live. The reason, I, the reason I bring this up is like, I don't know what I'm doing with the video. So there's video, we're recording video. If you're listening to this podcast, great. It's designed for audio, but we also do a video. I don't know if anyone will ever see the video. But if you do see the video, I look very red because I use Elgato Camera Hub. Is this like face cam software? And it's been saying initializing video engine forever, uh, which means I can't adjust my lighting or like the contrast or the white balance. So I just look weirdly red. So I'm going to look bad in this whole episode. Like, we're, like bad, not like bad, like I usually look bad, just generally more worse than, than usual. And that's great. Sure. That's great. Absolutely. Also, I. Uh, right before this, I noticed that my blood sugar was like right where it needs to be, right? Diabetic. And uh, 
So I was like, you know, it'd be great just to make sure I don't go low during this podcast recording is one piece of Halloween candy. Yes, yes, I know you're listening to this. It's February, but for us, it's Halloween. So uh, my wife has them in a secret hiding place, and I don't know where they are. We're recording she this the day. secretly hid the Halloween candy? I don't. It's the day after Halloween. We Literally, we had friends over earlier. She brought out a bowl of Halloween candy. I know Yes, that is have, what you oh, do. You know what? It might be. I think I know where it might be. I, can't, I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. It's, so here's. So first of all, this is a Halloween faux pas, and I love your wife. She's a wonderful person, but she is already committed a Halloween faux pas. And here's and here's the faux pas. You you don't have a child that's handsy yet. So I mean, he's handsy, but he's not. He's huge. handsy. He's not huge. He is huge. He can't reach like the top of the table, right? So like you can still keep things there without him getting to them. Oh no, he can reach the top of the table and we'll climb on a chair and then climb on said. Well, table. let's say the counter in the kitchen then. There are spots uh-huh. there are spots accessible to you as an adult individual in your house that are not accessible to your son. There are. So the the faux pas is that the Halloween candy, the goal of the Halloween candy is to eliminate the bowl of Halloween candy as quickly after Halloween as possible, because nobody wants the Halloween candy sitting around the house for seven months. You don't want that, right? Why? Because, like, you don't want to keep a bunch of candy in your house, because then you're eating candy all the time. Nobody wants to be eating candy all the time. So I don't know that the solution is to eat all the candy immediately. Well, no, but that's the faux pas. The faux pas is hiding it. So the goal... If the goal is to eliminate all of the candy as as quickly as possible, the method is to take that bowl full of candy and put it in the most accessible spot possible away from uh, creatures in the house that do not know better not to eat a thousand pieces at a time. So I'm one of them. Yes. Well, but the reason why you have that and that is a that is a you problem that is that is not a general adult problem. Uh, but the, the bowl stays out because anytime you have company over, right? Anytime anybody comes over to your house, it could be the cable guy Are there cable guys anymore. It could be the cable guy the coming cable over to your guy. house. It could be Jim Carrey coming over to your house to install some cable and he would see that bowl of candy and he'd be like, Oh, Oh, it was Halloween recently. Can I have a piece of candy? So it's a community candy bowl at that point, Right. Unless you're one of those weird miser Scrooges that like needs to keep all the candy to themselves, but I don't think you're like that. So the goal is to get rid of that candy, and your wife needs to get it out there. She needs to put it out there for the world to see and get their hands on. Just not your son. She did. She put a bowl of it out earlier. I just don't know where the uh, supply is. I don't know where the repository is. I don't know where she's getting the ore and the wood that is being chopped to bring back to build a barracks so that and, you can train and I'm hunters. Saying, and... I'm saying that you get the giant Halloween bowl, the one that fits all of the candy, and that is what stays out until the candy is gone. The other benefit of that is that nobody wants that stupid-looking bowl sitting out for six months, and so you have to eat all the candy so you can get rid of it. John, it's March. No one These cares are... about the Halloween candy. They, our listeners have not had Halloween candy for four, five months at this point. Everyone now is going to go rush out to a store. This was a 30 second check-in that lasted seven and a half minutes. How do you feel about that? 
I feel like that's pretty par for our course. It is. What's your 30-second check-in before we get to your 30-minute Steam Deck review? Uh, yeah, we did Halloween. Steam Deck review. So long. <laughs> uh, okay, so we we also had Halloween. That was so long. We also had Halloween. You can't keep talking about and Halloween. It's no, April thirty fourth. No, it's it's important. If we wanted the thirty second check in, that was the most all encompassing thing of my life for the past month. I'm sorry, listener, if it actually is April and you're listening to this, but I have to talk about Halloween because oh. the month of October and Halloween is literally my favorite time of the year. Like like there is no better time for me. Every Everybody that knows me knows that, like, horror movies, horror video games, things that revolve around horror are my absolutely favorite types of media to consume. Uh, the month of October and Halloween give me an excuse to watch a ridiculous amount of, of horror content, which I did this year. I probably watched more this year than I have honestly ever watched before. Um, because I watched a bunch of documentaries and things that had a bunch of parts to them. It was great. I had a wonderful, wonderful, spooky October. Um... All culminating in October 31st, Halloween, I got to take my kids trick-or-treating. That was super fun. We were with a bunch of the other kids in the neighborhood and running around like crazy people. And they were like, it was so warm here in Minnesota. So I live in Minnesota. It was, in the past couple of years, Halloween has been in the single digits up here. It's been miserable. It's been a very hard time to go trick-or-treating. My kids have tapped out very quickly because it was just far too cold. It was 50 degrees this year. And so the number of kids that were out and running around was insane. It was insane. They were everywhere and it was awesome. And all you heard for like three hours was just kids screaming outside in the dark on Halloween with everybody had their spooky decorations up and the jack-o'-lanterns were all out and lit. And it was just, it's like, it's my favorite day. It's my absolutely favorite day. So uh, yeah, Halloween was great. Did you get lit? Um, I, so what we do, my wife and I is one of us goes out with the kids. It's been me the past couple of years. And then one of us stays back and hands out the candy. The person that goes out carries a wagon with them. And that wagon has a couple of purposes. The first purpose is it, it carries all the crap you don't want to carry. Like got to carry coats with you. I don't want to carry the coats. I'm going to put it in the wagon. Got to carry, like, I don't want to wear my mask anymore. Cause my, like my son was Darth Vader. And it's like, that mask is hard to wear all the time. He's like, I don't want to wear this mask anymore. Put the mask in the wagon, that kind of thing, right? Um, second purpose, second purpose of the wagon. Um, when you fill a bucket of candy, right? Because kids bucket, we use the orange buckets, the standard pumpkin orange buckets. Those things will hold a particular amount of candy. It's a small amount of candy. People give out sometimes like bags of popcorn and things like that. They take up a lot of space volumetrically. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And if you were to not have a place for that bucket, you would have to go home, do a candy dump run, go back out. Okay, this is all strategy to optimize your candy load. So the second purpose of that wagon, you have a safe candy repository to dump all that candy in. Now you got an empty bucket ready to go back up to the houses. Don't even have to make the candy dump. All right. That's that's purpose number two. I, I follow. I purpose, follow. Purpose number three is to carry the beer, 
which I also bring with me. Right. So, um, years past, it's been, it's been so cold that I've done like hot cocoa and schnapps. That has been the drink that I have, that I have brought with me. Um, this year it was warm enough that I could drink beer out there. So I brought a bunch of beer with me and just walked around and drunk beer while my kids were trick or treating. It was awesome. This is the way, yeah. For I, my first beer, Halloween was this year, and uh, and so in that wagon, I, I, does does the bucket fill up a lot faster with all the fentanyl being handed out, or do, is the fentanyl candy handed out in smaller doses? Most people were putting the vial of fentanyl like rubber banded with whatever treat they were giving. It was mm. kind of like the optional. You you know you can take this, you can okay. also take this. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, Plenty of it, though. I have I have enough fentanyl for the rest of the year. Let's be honest. Oh, for sure, yeah. And li- if you're listening, to I this think we in, all do, right? And since you're probably listening to this in July 2024, so back in October 2022, there was a big scare that people were handing out drugs with the candy because that's a thing that people do when they get bored is they give uh, uh, harmful drugs to children. As that's an aside, every as an aside, do you know does. that there hasn't been a single documented death due to poisoned candy ever? In the history yeah. of trick or treating, yeah. So anyway, really, you can continue. Yeah, it's so great. It's, no, well, I'm still terrified because sure. uh, I just you know well, I, I haven't been terrified of a lot the news. recently. Well, yeah, sure. right. I just it. I was overdue to be terrified about something, right? Right. So uh, check the. Price. So did you check? Did you check all of your child's candy? Did you like go through every single piece and did we uh, open everything and taste it to make sure? And then you just ended up eating all of it. Is that? Pretty much what happened? No. What happened was my wife hit it, so I don't know where it is. I can't check anything. But It's devastating. Yeah. The police station apparently used to do a thing where you could bring your candy for free and they would x-ray it. Again, never, there's never been a... It doesn't matter. It doesn't um, matter. Doesn't but matter. No, that was you a know, great 13-minute-and-a-half, yeah. 30-second check-in. It was. I checked in. I'm good. I'm checked in. I'm still checked out, but maybe I'll check in by the end of this podcast and i could talk about halloween i will be honest we did this for like seven minutes on halloween i could honestly talk about halloween for like another 20 minutes because i just because of my passion for all things spooky and horror uh but we can continue because there's a lot of other fun stuff to talk about today too so yes yes next year we will record an episode or i guess this year for the listener or whatever we will record an episode during the month of October, which will then allow us to get our Halloween content out. We are not what you would what you would call a timely, relevant, good, good. entertaining, yeah. engaging, interesting, necessary, podcast. necessary podcast, right? But we are. I cannot wait for this next segment. Excellent. I cannot wait for this next segment because because we are gonna go. Full gamer. And John, I believe that you are going to talk about what? So I bought a Steam Deck. Oh, uh, yeah. Steam Deck apparently to watch porn on? Maybe? I don't know. Is this really what music sounds like in porn? I don't think so. <laughs> As You're a connoisseur. As you're kind of no, You're watching the wrong porn, John. So watch the, watch the porn on your Steam Deck. Yeah. It definitely has so that background. We're music. like like Cody said originally. We're not a vi- we're not a video podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it up because it's huge. It's in my hands. It's like the size of my head. It's, it's like very, a Game Gear. It's very large. It's it's far larger than a Game Gear. Um, so I bought a Steam Deck because my PC uh, actually broke. Uh, the whole screen 
something happened to like the bracket that held the screen to the actual keyboard. It kind of shattered when I opened it one day. Screws and springs flew everywhere. It was pretty impressive. Everything went black, of course. And I was like, well, this was like an $800 laptop. Um, I could like go get it fixed. Um, but it's, it's six years old now, which, you know, technology, especially like laptops, they tend to age very quickly with just the way technology accelerates. And, um, and I was like, well, it's probably time to get a new one. And I was like, I don't want, I kind of don't want to buy a laptop because I don't want to haul it around. Like I just don't. Um, and I, I didn't really use it for any type of like productive work. I didn't, I didn't type anything on it. I di it didn't need to be a computer. Really what I did was I brought it with me so I could play PC games in places where I was going to sit down for a while and be like away from home and, and have a laptop, right? So as I was going through my head, I was like, well, I want to replace this eventually. This was a couple months ago. This happened in like April. So um, I was like, well, I want to replace this eventually. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. wait, April which year? 2022. Okay. Okay. That was when the, that was when the laptop died. Um, yeah. And I decided that instead of buying a laptop, I was going to get a Steam Deck. So um, when Steam Decks were, were first released, you had to get on a waiting list. The waiting list filled up very quickly, and um, it got so far, it was almost like a year out. So you would be on this waiting list, and then like a, it would have you... I think three quarters was about as long as it got uh, away from when you reserved. So like say I reserved in December of last year, it would be like quarter four of 2022. That's when you're going to get your Steam Deck, right? So I reserved my Steam Deck in August, and they said that it would be ready in quarter four. And I was like, that's really fast compared to what everybody else has been getting in the past. So they had really kind of ramped up production at the time. And as like right at the start of quarter four, I got my email. It was basically, um, it was a couple weeks after I got back from Las Vegas. Because I was, I made the joke before we, I went to Las Vegas at, in the start of September that I'm going to bring my Steam Deck to Vegas and just play that by the pool. Which now that I have it, I probably would have done. So, um, I got it. I got the the largest version, which is a 512 gigabyte one, and the whole kind of the the whole design of it and the goal of the of the handheld is to be a PC that you can play games on away from your PC. But instead of having to like set it up, get peripherals connected, stuff like that, it's it's an all-in-one thing. The sound is is in the actual handheld system itself. The controls built into the handheld system itself, so you don't even have to bring anything else with you other than the handheld and a charger. That's kind of like the goal, right? Um, and I loved it. It sounded so convenient. And I was like, I'm not using this laptop for anything but playing games anyway. Let's just go for it. So I got it and I started and it's just, it is just your Steam account on this device. Um, the screen is huge, like you saw, uh, and it, it is, it is everything that it is advertised to be. And that is unusual with products in general, um, especially new tech. New tech is always really iffy and kind of sketchy, right? Because um, generally it needs to be iterated on a couple of times before they've really kind of perfected. The original iPhone, not exactly the greatest thing by about the third generation. That was when they kind of had things down and that was when the product really took off, right? So um, Steam Deck though, like it is everything that it purports to be. It is, there hasn't been a single game and I've tested things out um, 
from you know very very low graphically intense games to very very high graphically intense games. There hasn't been anything that it can't run. It's run everything at pretty much the highest setting. This includes Final Fantasy fourteen, so it can run Final Fantasy fourteen at its highest setting, um, with thirty FPS, not sixty. Um, I'm sure you could turn settings down a little bit and get 60. I haven't needed to do that, though. Because uh, when you're on a handheld, 30 looks different. At least, in my opinion, 30 looks different than when you're looking at a giant screen. Um, the only the only thing is that the more graphically intense games, and this makes sense, the faster the battery drains. And so, unlike other handhelds that I've played before. Like, I feel like you play your Switch and no matter what you play on it, the battery life is relatively the same. Is that pretty fair to say? Like, it's like, no matter what I play, it's like a three and a half hour battery life on the OLED Switch that we've got. I have the original. Original? Yeah. Original? I have have an older Switch. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that sounds roughly right. Okay. So this is like wildly varied based on what you're playing. So um, if I play Final Fantasy XIV on it, because uh, in the grand scheme of the games that I play, that would be a more graphically intense game, um, it's like an hour and a half battery life, maybe less. I mean, it chews through it, right? Um, But if I play an indie title, say Vampire Survivors, which I've played a lot on it, um, it can go four hours without being charged. So it really, really depends on what you're playing. It can use a standard battery bank, like uh, it does require kind of a juiced up battery bank, but it, it it can use a battery bank to charge. So a lot of people that buy this system buy one of those because it seems relatively common that you're going to run out of batteries on some type of trip, depending on what you're playing. Um, but in terms of in terms of like the controls, it's got all of the normal buttons you would anticipate on a controller. Then it's got these two haptic pads that can serve as mouse type functions, right? Like on the front. So there's some apparently like playing Civ on this thing is amazing because you can use those. They click in as well, right? So you can kind of like move your thumb over them to simulate a mouse, click and drag with your thumb, highlight multiple things. I mean, looks really slick. And then it's got two buttons on the back of each side as well. So there's basically five L buttons that you can use to program within a game. And that's necessary because the idea is to try to translate even games that are mouse and keyboard onto this system. So um, the best part is that it's just so easy to use. Like gen- like sometimes PCs can be kind of intimidating for your average person to kind of pick up and try to navigate. Getting drivers for your video cards, even downloading Steam, figuring out how that marketplace works. Um, Figuring out if that's the only marketplace you need to use, because there's lots of other marketplaces you might have to go to download certain video games. Um, if you were just like going from nothing to try to jump into PC gaming, the barrier of entry is much higher than if you were just to say, go buy a PlayStation, right? This is basically just like you turn it on, and if you don't have a Steam account, it will prompt you to make one, and then you are just in your Steam account. And your library of games is there, and you just choose one and if you don't have it downloaded it will download to your system and then it just launches all of the settings are like preset on these games that are steam deck compatible to be optimized to the steam deck specifically for quality i think that i think it, it by default it it optimizes for quality but you or, but you can move that down to performance so like it's even got like a toggle to allow you to kind of change that so that you can save your battery life or make things run smoother 
on the system and you can kind of make that be the default as it jumps into the game. Um, it's just, it's really well thought out. It's just, it's a really amazing little thing. And then Valve, the company that makes this system is supporting it in a way that no other like manufacturer of these things has ever done before. So Valve is not a video game creator. I mean, they have video games they've created things like Half-Life, uh, but they are not a video game creator. They are just, they're kind of just like the marketplace now for video games. That's what they are. Um, and more recently now they're kind of branching into being a hardware company. They've done a couple of other little experimental hardware before. This is definitely their biggest endeavor they've done. So the, like, because they're not a software company really anymore, they kind of don't care what you do with it. And they have a completely open Linux based software system, which means that like it's even advertised this way. They basically say, as soon as you get this thing, you can wipe it and put whatever operating system you want on it because it, it comes equipped with Linux, but there are plenty of videos that you can see out there of people just putting a windows, putting a windows uh, operating system on there and then just booting it into windows instead. And your steam deck just does that instead. And it's got the Steam OS. So it's got this OS that Steam has in the background um, that is kind of a better big picture mode. If you've ever worked with big picture mode on Steam, this is like a better version of that. Um, but then it's got a desktop mode that goes into whatever operating system you have installed. You can install multiple operating systems and have it boot to whichever one you want. Like you can do that too. So they really, they really made it so that they're like, we just have this cool piece of hardware. We have it set up the way that we think is best to be used. But like, if you're one of those like savvy people that just really loves to get in and tinker around and destroy stuff and like see what what stuff like this can do when like the you know like the, the people that know the most about software get in there and mess around with it, go ahead and do that. We'll let you do that. We will encourage you to do that. We will make we will make the platform completely open and the operating system completely open for you to access so that you can do whatever you want with it. It's really, really cool. It's a really cool ethos. And any anything I've seen about the system itself, nobody has commented that that was like a bad idea or a problem because um, it just allows so much more flexibility with this you know expensive piece of hardware that you bought. How much bigger is the screen than the Switch screen? I would say a couple of inches. It's definitely bigger than the Switch screen. So, like, pretty noticeable. It's oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You said it's two haptic touch pads. So one, on one on the left, one on the right. That's right. One on each side. Controllers are not removable like the Switch, right? So, that is correct. They're definitely not removable. The, the not like the Joy Cons. The sides are not removable. Oh, I thought there was like a butt coming. No. <laughs> no, the, I think I think that you can. Yeah, well, I, guess, I suppose there kind of was. I think you can m modify some of the hardware on here. I think there are like joystick kits and things like that where you can actually change that part of this relatively easily. Um, but it is not set up the way that you are saying like the switch. There's nothing like the switch where you can have a little screen sitting by itself and then the controls pop off and pop back on again. That does not exist. Um, and the system's really big and it's really heavy. So it is, it is also cumbersome. Like it, I've never had a handheld before where like my hands get tired of holding it. My hands kind of get tired of holding this thing because it's that big. How hot does it get? Not too bad because the heat comes out of the top. 
which is a good design choice because that's where the vent and the fan blow through. So um, unless you are, you know, angling it at yourself, you generally will not notice the heat coming off of it. It does get hot, especially with more um, demanding games. It will absolutely get hot, but you're not really touching it where it gets hot because it's directly on the back of the system and your hands are kind of on the sides. If you wanted one or two controllers hooked up, is there a kickstand that would allow you to stick it on the table and just play there? Not inherently with the system, but there are already 10,000 third-party peripherals that are cheap. They're like like they're cheaper than I've ever seen peripherals before for a system. Things you know ranging from like 8 to 15 dollars most of them. Um <clears throat> and uh you can just use those. And is the text big enough to see what you're doing in Final Fantasy fourteen? Yes, because they are smart enough to have a UI where you can modify the UI um, to make stuff bigger. So, yes, I mean, when I first booted the game up, I did have to spend a little bit of time kind of optimizing the way things looked because certainly when, like, there was story dialogue in that tiny little bubble at the bottom of the screen, you could not read it. Um, so after about five minutes of setting that up, it was no problem at all. There are games, and and here's the thing is Steam has also gone through, and the library on Steam of games you can buy is is tens of thousands of games. It may be hundreds of thousands of games at this point. I mean, it's a, it's a lot. Um, but they are kind of slowly going through and officially verifying some of these games as like, this is absolutely compatible with the Steam Deck. We've optimized it for the Steam Deck if you download it. That's a slow process, but they're going through. They've started with, you know, the most popular games, and then they're kind of working their way back. Um, but if you hit one of these games that's not that's not Steam Deck compatible, quote-unquote, that doesn't mean you can't play it on your Steam Deck. It just means that it hasn't kind of gotten the once-over yet from the company to, to figure out exactly what the settings are supposed to look like to make it perfectly playable. So it just means you have to unfortunately go in there, and if there's something that, that needs fixed, you, you have to fix it, right? Um, so I've only downloaded one game so far that was not Steam Deck compatible. When I booted it up, everything worked just fine. All of the text was big enough for me to read. So there's nothing wrong with that particular game. But you could run into some that haven't been looked at that you would have a hard time reading. Would it be easy to play while plugged in? Absolutely. I do it all the time. What the, where is the port? On the top. On the top. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. But see, but way. see, here's another thing. Here's another thing. I got like at this $2 um, USB-C, and you've probably seen it before. It's like a 90-degree port. So you put it in the top of the of like the steam deck and then it angles the port now 90 degrees so that it is facing out away from the deck and you plug into that and that is what charges it. So it's just a tiny little thing that goes on there to, to change the angle of which way the cord goes into whatever it is you're plugging it into. And because it's just a standard USB-C, it is a, it is an adapter that could be used for any type of PC system or anything. And so you can find them made by 10,000 different companies for $2, which is great. Does it have Bluetooth? Is a Bluetooth device enabled? It does have Bluetooth. Um, they did just release an official dock, which turns it into a switch without game pads. So you can plug your TV into a dock, which has like an HDMI out, and you plug the Steam Deck in there, and it beams it to your to your TV, charges the Steam Deck, and uses the Steam Deck's hardware to simulate a PC. Right, and that and that dock, they're only they're selling that dock for like twenty dollars. 
Like that dock is basically basically free when you compare it to the price of the Steam Deck after you've bought that. And so they've they've done that to kind of like bridge that gap and make it more Switch-like, which is very cool. And what was your original question? Because I totally just ran over that original Bluetooth. question. The Bluetooth. Yeah. So at, so I was going to say the weird thing is it, it has Bluetooth, which is great. It doesn't have any USB ports. The only USB port is just the charging port. Hmm. So there's no way to... There's no way to to like transfer hardware or transfer files like to it without downloading them, which is really interesting. Hmm. Um, and you don't have a way to like inst like I can't just like plug in a 360 controller, which I would be used to doing to my travel PC because that's what I had. I had a 360 controller with a cord, so I was used to just plugging that in. I couldn't do that with this. Now, obviously, I don't have to because the controls are on it. But if you're like going to play two player or something. That wouldn't work. You'd have to have a Bluetooth controller for that. What about like wireless transfer of data? I mean, is there a way to go to your nearby PC and do like a... a That's know. beyond me. I have no idea. I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure it's happening right now. I'm sure data is flying, is flying right now through the air between right. these two things. Could you tilt your camera down? It's bigger than a bread box. It's bigger than a bread box. Your camera? Oh my God, that's so much better. For the yeah. audio listener, congratulations. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. For me, everything. Everything. <laughs> Wonderful. I had one other question about it. Should you get one? Yes, you should get one. It, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's better than I, uh, than I thought it was going to be. And it has, it has absolutely increased the amount of time that I'm able to play games because there are some nights where I'm just super tired and I just want to like lay on the couch and I really want to lay in bed, but I'm just mm-hmm. laying on the couch and like watching something. I and I don't care what I'm watching about. Not really doing anything productive. I'm probably just scrolling on my phone. Let's be honest. And now I like sit in bed for a half an hour and like play Bloodstained or play Vampire Survivors or play Deep Rock or something like that or play Final Fantasy 14 on the Steam Deck, and then I'm just able to put that down and be in bed and go to bed. And it's like. It having it be so portable and it just being the PC that I'm bringing with me is amazing. It's really awesome. Now, when you dock the Nintendo Switch, it is my understanding, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but who cares? My my understanding is the Switch performance slightly increases, or like the graphics are slightly higher resolution when it is docked. Do you know if the Steam Deck has a similar effect when docked, or if it's just more of a just a HDMI stick it on the screen? I'm pretty sure it's just an HDMI stick it on the screen because yeah. for twenty dollars, I doubt there is a lot of upscaling or any type of processing power at all in that little device. I'm sure it is just a like a an input switch to get yeah. it out to a different a different input. It seems output. like that would be an unnecessary anyway. And how loud is the fan if you are playing in bed and you have a spouse that doesn't want a loud fan? Not very loud. Okay, like switch quiet or well, yes, loud maybe. I would say switch quiet. Oh wow. It's very quiet. All right. Is there a headphone jack? There's no headphone jack. Ooh. Yeah, there's two ports. The ports are the USB-C to charge it and then a micro SD. And that's it. Oh, so there's are, a micro SD. Okay. Yeah. But are people are people really are people actually still using headphones with cords that are let's say not like audio files? Cuz I think aren't most headphones Bluetooth now? I think just most in are. general, yeah. You just reminded like, me of you just reminded me of a very sore topic. I 
uh, when I got back from Ireland, I no when we got when we got off the plane in Ireland, I left my headphones. Like a good pair. I'm sorry. A two hundred fifty dollar pair of. Sony I'm sorry. Headphones. That's that's. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I did not mean to bring up a sore subject. I'm sorry. We can okay. move I, on. I bought them ten years ago. Uh, maybe it was eight, but I've had them for at least. I had had them for at least eight years. Yeah. I immediately filed a lost thing report. Nothing. I'm sorry. That's very yeah. sad. That is really sad, dude. The Steam Deck is th- terrible. It's an <sighs> awful, awful system. I had a pair of earbuds. I put. I keep a pair of earbuds in my Nintendo Switch case in case I forget my Bluetooth headphones or apparently lose them on an airplane. So on the flight back, I at least was able to listen to my the sound of my Switch with my crappy earbuds. Sorry, sorry. You look so, you look so sad about it. It's, I I'm, feel like really bad for you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry no, that that a, happened to you. I literally. Well, then I won a PC, so I really. It's a net game. I'm sorry, you did what now? I won a PC. So you won. You won a PC. I did. Wait, are we done talking about the Steam Deck? Yeah, I get one. Steam Deck's awesome. But wait, you won a PC, as in like Steam. you won it in a contest? Aye, right, let me tell you about the contest. <laughs> During which I did not win a Steam Deck. Steam Deck Dance Break. Pretty great. To be fair, you you got something I think a lot more expensive than a Steam Deck. If you wanted to, you could easily sell that and buy a Steam Deck. But what you got? You got a good computer. And a pair of headphones. So, hey, on the off chance this is coming out during Awesome Games Done Quick 2023, who knows? It might, actually. There's a, there's a, there's twice a year, there's a video game speedrun marathon for charity, Games Done Quick. Awesome Games Done Quick is in January. Summer Games Done Quick is in June. Or no, July. It is seven days, 24-7 streaming speedruns, the best speedrunners. It's a speedrun marathon. They raise money for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Sometimes and other times they raise money for Doctors Without Borders. It's great. Every year I donate a few hundred bucks to these causes because they are important and they're good and they matter. And I don't do a lot of charity stuff. So it's kind of my like, it's my like, oh, I'm going to do good for the year by giving hundreds of dollars to these organizations. Because like that seems like a nice thing to do, right? So anyway, when you donate, typically you are entered to win an incentive. They have donation incentives. And a lot of times it's like records, or like soundtracks, or posters, or plushies, or perlers, which are like when they, they have the... all sorts of stuff, right? I mean, Tons they've of got stuff. like a giant list of stuff. Huge, huge list. Video yeah. games, art, artwork, uh, handcrafted stuff. It's all over the board. Well, typically for the marathons, if you have, if you over the course of a marathon donate two hundred fifty dollars or more, you'll be entered to win. Sometimes it's a, a sword replica. There's like a a weapon replica place and you can get like a master sword replica from Zelda or something from some other video game. But the other donation incentive sometimes that they've done recently is you'll win, I want to say a custom gaming PC, but then my wife was like, so you can customize it? And I'm like, well, no, I can't, I don't customize it, but it, it's a PC that someone, someone, cu- someone customized it. Someone customized it. Someone customized it. It's a gaming PC. So uh, I have not received it yet. I mean, I will have received it by the time you hear this, but I've not. I don't know when it will ship. I don't know when it will get to me. But it, it is a nice one. I don't know much about graphics cards, but I know it's like a solid enough graphics card, I guess. And I'm very excited about that. The, so the cool thing is that one of those gets given away, and they raise over 
two, sometimes three million dollars. So they probably mm-hmm. have a lot of entrants uh, that could qualify. And like do. you were the one. Well, but you know what's funny? Um, I won. I won a different prize like three years ago. So either my look is really good, or sometimes what happens is even with large events like this, people people just assume there's like a zillion people involved, but. I thought I read a stat one time and there weren't that many donators. It was somewhere around like maybe like, I don't know, 30 to 50,000 people actually donating. Or maybe it was 100. Maybe I'm totally off. And sure, that sounds like six a lot. people. Six people <laughs> donated. That sounds like a lot, but a lot. But how many people are donating $250 or more? Maybe not that many. Sure. It's like when I worked at WGN Radio, I would screen calls. I worked for a major market radio station in Chicago for more than a decade, and I screened the calls as the producer. And we would have a segment, and the host would say, like, all right, phone lines are open. Tell me what you think. And there wouldn't be a single call. And we were in Chicago, and our broadcast radius was all around the country because we had a huge radius being in the middle of the country with truckers in Nebraska that could call in, right? So wide signal, right? Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people listening. And there were literally segments that I thought were very compelling segments as a programming person that just no one called. But you just would think to yourself, like, well, I'm not going to call. I'm not going to get on the air. Like, no, there were a lot of times where it's just like, call the number. You're the only person talking to me. I'll pick up I'll pick up in one second, say, hey, what do you want to say? You say it, and then you're on the air. So try that with your local radio station, by the way. could be fun. But to, anyway, to that point, so maybe it's a combination of both, right? Obviously, luck is involved. But, you know, I don't think it was like a one in a million or a one in a half a million. It's maybe one in 100,000. Still very good. Uh, but, you know. I'm very happy about it. I was very, was very happy. It, was, it, it definitely boosted my mood. So I will use that. We'll take the dip from the losing the headphones and we'll take the win from the, the gaming PC. So do you know what you're going to do with it yet? I mean, in terms of like, where are you going to put it? Like, where does it go in the house? Is that going to be your kid's first desktop? <laughs> How old is he? Two? Is he using a mouse yet? Yeah. Two, two when we recorded this, five by the time this comes out. I, no, kids will never use mice again. They'll only use touchpads. Will they? I mean, have you ever seen a kid interact with like a touch screen? Like it's it's insane. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. So where's no. it going to go? Well, right now, as we record this, I am actually in between jobs, which I'm fine saying because this isn't going to come out until probably I have a job. So there's a lot of things, right? Like if I get a – because my entire home setup has to revolve around a home office if mm-hmm. I work remotely, right? So – my wife has an office set up she doesn't really use because she doesn't work remotely at the moment. I have an office set up I don't really use because I don't work remotely at the moment. If I get a job where I go in, I can completely transform my quote-unquote office into more of a gaming hub where I've got my gaming monitor. And potentially, because this is a more modern PC than any PC that I own, it's, I think, VR-ready and part of the reason I have been, I mean, obviously I've been, I've talked about VR. I don't know about if, uh, if it's been on this podcast, but I would love to get into VR without having to spend like $3,000. And yeah, that was not the case before. Well, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't. So I will, I refuse to get an Oculus request from That's Facebook. Fair. Yeah, because of Facebook, because it's owned by yeah. Facebook and I, I hate them and I don't trust them. And 100%. I don't want them in my brain. So... By far, Facebook or Meta, 
has had the most affordable gaming deal, right? It's like 300 bucks, all inclusive, standalone headset, works pretty well, and you're off to the races. Well, that's too bad that they're the only affordable option because they're not, I'm not ethically aligned with that. Sure. So instead, I would want to get something else. And if I get something else, it'll probably be the Valve Index, which is like a thousand bucks. And we just stand by your ideals, though. (laughs) Got to stand by the ideals. But the other thing with the Valve Index is sure, you can spend a thousand bucks, but you better darn well have a decent gaming PC that can actually run everything. Yeah, that's true. It does require a lot of processing power. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I again, I didn't really have that. Now I have that. Now, does that mean I'm going to go drop a thousand bucks on a Valve Index? Hell no. Uh, but maybe maybe I'll look at more of the market. HTC had one for a while that was okay. It didn't have great reviews, but it was only five or six hundred bucks comparatively. But what I'm saying is that, the you know, this checks the entire box of PC rig. The only thing I need now is the actual VR setup. I don't have to actually invest any money in a graphics card or in a new CPU or anything like that. So in that regard, I'm closer to it and being able to fulfill that potential virtual reality deal. And I am thinking about virtual reality mostly to play Beat Saber and get some exercise. That's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. Which, That's a big win. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy about it. Uh, or if I'm still unemployed about three months after getting it, I'll just sell it because I'll need to pay my mortgage. That's a less, that's like a less fun option. It's a that's less a fun less, option. It's a less fun option. And that's a, uh, hopefully a less likely scenario to happen. Yeah. So that's, yeah. All right. I'm awesome. sure I will get a job the day after we record this. But uh, again, it's a weird transitional recording day. Speaking of transitions, I, that was really quiet. Let's try it again. It's much better. Yeah. I don't remember. We're into life stuff. You don't remember what we're doing? We went to a thing at the same time. Yeah. We get together a couple times a year and this was like the un, like the normally unscheduled time. We would have not normally gotten together for something like this. So it was very exciting. This is like the sixth time we've all seen each other this year. All of our high school friends is a very, it was a very active year because two of our good friends got married. Plus they each had bachelor parties. Plus, we had Gen Con and Martin Con. So that's six times we all got it's together. Like, all of us got together. Yeah, it's a lot. It was great. It's, it was a great. lot for, like, for 10 guys to do that uh, at well, our you age. Tee it, you tee it up because you were the best man in the world. Not just at the wedding. Just literally that's, in the world. The best so man. I was the best man for the first time ever. Um, I've never been a best man in a wedding before. And that was really, really fun for me. And, um, yeah, I hope I did it justice in terms of... It was really, it was a really fun experience. It really was. And like it, we were at a, a very relaxed, it was a very relaxed wedding. And so it, there wasn't a lot of like running around and, and freaking out about anything. I mean, it was wonderful. It was a really awesome time. You definitely did it justice. Are you kidding? Like the bachelor party was well-planned, well-thought-out, well-executed, well-handled, well-managed. And then the wedding itself was great. And your toast was... Uh, just made everybody cry and was just great, and was it was a good it was a good cap to the year, and it was a really great contrast to the last wedding we went to, where I was the best man and my host <laughs> was literally just trashing the groom because I, he is a troll and I had to just take him down a notch. So uh, I'm so glad you went the opposite direction because it, like I think that 
like between the two weddings, our group got to kind of enjoy the full spectrum of all of our relationships with each other. But see, and, uh, for the person that you were the best man for, a roast was 100% the correct <laughs> choice right. in terms of the way to do your speech. 100%. Like, it would have been disappointing if it wasn't. And for the person that, that I did, that I was the best man for, a roast just was not appropriate. No. Right? Like, it was not at all for the, type, for the person. And so, like, it was... And it was something that honestly I've wanted to say for a long time. So it was a great time. Um, but we, it was at this lovely little like f- farm. It was almost like a nature preserve type place mm-hmm. where they had like a giant barn for the, for the actual wedding itself. And then like the venue hall was up just a tiny little hill that you walked up and it was just like the reception area. And the wedding was 50 people. Um, was that it a week? No. Ish. I don't know. It was I'm like, I'm like, I think. Okay, it was not many. It was not a large wedding. No. Um, and like so many of us knew each other because it wasn't that big of a wedding that that was super fun. And yeah, it was just, it was an awesome time. It was a really awesome time. What I want to say about it is, uh, the, I thought the food was good. Dinner's great. You know, I'm not a big, I, I enjoy whatever is fed. Any free food I get at any wedding, great. Cool. And a lot of a lot of people say, you know, years after a wedding, like no one remembers the food necessarily that much. But I gotta say, at at the bar, so this wedding was in Wisconsin, and there, so a lot of times at weddings you'll get kind of like a custom craft cocktail. It'll be like the signature cocktail of the night, right? Like um, my brother-in-law designed a couple for my wedding, and I don't remember what they are. I'm sure they were pretty good. I don't remember what they are though. Your wedding was just everyone getting totally blasted on God knows what. No, I mean, there was a, the drink of choice was called Charlie's Choice. Uh, (laughs) And it was uh, Captain and then a pairing with Captain that you would not normally do. It was like Captain and orange juice, I think. Um, And by all accounts, they were good. I did not have one. They sounded (laughs) disgusting to me. But I do remember, I do remember Charlie's Choice. Okay, so you remember yours. That's great. I, do. I, I wish I, I'm sure I have mine written down somewhere. Our friend Logan, I remember, had pretty good custom cocktails at his, but we were in our 20s, so who cares? Like, I, I've, I always, I always go to the bar and I get the custom cocktails. No, it's yeah, you have to. But this bar, these guys. So in Wisconsin, they do old fashions differently. An old fashioned is typically bourbon and a couple other things. Bourbon like bitters and. Mm-hmm. Pretty much it, right? It's it's got it's got orange peel uh, zest. It's got one other thing in it as well that I don't it, know. It's mostly bourbon, uh, yeah, and again some bitters. But it, and 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 that's that's it. And I love old fashions. I like I'm a bourbon, I guess guy. I don't drink it straight, but I'll I'll do an old fashioned. I love them too. They're delicious. Love old fashions in Wisconsin. They make them with brandy, which I don't know much about brandy. I did hear from a couple people that Wisconsin consumes more brandy than all other 49 U.S. states combined. And that must be because of those, I guess. I guess. guess. So their signature cocktail was just an old-fashioned. They just didn't name it. I don't think they named it anything, you know, fancy. It just was, here's the old-fashioned. But it was a brandy old-fashioned. Brandy old-fashioned. And, and and the bartenders did ask, do, do, do you want it sweet or sour? And I didn't know what that meant. So I just said, I don't know, make me whatever you're making most people. I think I had the sweet ones. But these brandy old fashions, my mom was at that wedding and she said, that was the best old fashioned I have had in 50 years. That's incredible. I had three. 
I it was one of the most delicious cocktails. It's probably the most delicious cocktail I've ever had at a wedding. And that's, they were that's great. That's my awesome. dad was my dad. He was like, I watched him pour him, and they were they were generous pours. They were not messing around, but they didn't taste strong. They just tasted exceptional. So compliments to the bartenders of that wedding. If I remember one thing about the food or drink, and actually, I mean, the desserts were really good too. Again, the, the late night food, there's actually a lot of really, really good food. Oh yeah, there, there was that late night food too. It was great. But dude. Such my, a my great idea. Such a great idea the... that weddings that weddings started to do in like the last 20 years was late night food. Oh God, yes. Now, I had some of the pizza. My wife raved about the Brussels sprouts. But again, 10 years from now, I am going to remember. And I'm going to be like, dude, those old fashions. That was just it. So, yeah. so if you're ever in Wisconsin, get an old fashioned. The other thing I will say, just to kind of put a cap on it, is um, weddings. We've been to, we did two now this year, pretty much back to back, and I've been to a couple other weddings in the past couple of years. And and weddings in your thirties and with people in their thirties who are getting married are, you know, weddings in our twenties were enjoyable, but they were they were enjoyable for different reasons. And weddings in my late thirties are enjoyable. They they're more enjoyable for me, just like overall. Like they're far more laid back. People are not getting ridiculous because we're at an age where people should not be getting ridiculous anymore, right? So like people aren't getting ridiculous. Everybody's just like having a good time. It is it's such a relaxed atmosphere. And weddings, from my experience, were not that way as much when we were younger. You know, like yeah. Smaller stuff mattered more, and it's just really nice to be getting older and realize that some of that small stuff doesn't really matter that much. I loved about this wedding that it felt to me like the pacing allowed for a lot of chit-chat time. For sure. And it it wasn't just that like dinner took a long time, because that can happen in a wedding, and so it's incidental, but it felt like dinner was kind of served. It was served at a good pace. It came out. People were able to kind of walk around and mingle. But it didn't, like, start to hit the music right away. There wasn't this, like, urgency of, like, oh, now let's hit the music and make it super loud. Like, there was background music, but I feel like I got to talk to a lot of people for a long time at a reasonable music level. Like, it was, in like, a place you wanted to be. Then the music started. Wasn't too loud. It was a very appropriate level for the room. The dance floor got pretty full. And there was a little outside area if you wanted some some space to kind of breathe. Because I went to a wedding. I went to this is my eighth wedding or wedding celebration this year. That's that's incredible. Eighth. Two were like wedding celebrations, so it was kind of like a reception. It's like a post COVID style um, celebration. No, like they would do a destination wedding or do a no, wedding okay. with their family somewhere else and then and then just kind of like just wanted to include their Chicago area friends. So a couple didn't really count, but but the other six there was one earlier this year, and it was like the second the second dinner was over. The music hit. It was insanely loud, and there was nowhere to go. It was just a big room in this hotel, and you could go out, and there was a little hallway, uh, and it, but around the corner were like guest rooms, and there was just nowhere to go. You were just going oh, claustrophobic, and it was just like blasting. You're screaming at the person next to you. I hated it, and that was a, that was somebody that I knew in their 30s. Uh, that just wanted to have a, a I'm in my 20s style wedding. It was quite miserable uh, for a lot of people. So I I am I w I really appreciated this one because like the last one was just it's like dude it's loud I'm hurting I'm screaming and this one was just like it was like man I actually get to spend time with people it was good. 
So yeah, tell your DJ to turn on the music if you have a wedding and you got a lot of guests in their thirties because we we're too old for that crap. We're too Get off old for this crap. Get off my lawn. I was two months away from retirement. Two months. <laughs> I think that's all I got. I don't got. I don't got anything else. That wedding was so good, though. It was so good, and I wish we could do it again, dude. Well, we have a few other unmarried friends who may someday talk to a woman. I'm just kidding. That'll never happen. <laughs> We're a man. We're progressive here. We're progressive here at Game Life Balance. Oh, really? I thought we are farmers. I, I honestly assumed you had a soundboard queued up for that. <laughs> I did not think you expected me to fill in the rest of that advertisement. So I thought that was coming from the soundboard. Yeah. Nope. It was not. Okay. But thank you. You have the closing copy, which I'm going to update for the next time we record. Because yeah. I know what I need to update it with. No, but, this is great. You know, this, I also this is still great. need I'm, to finish. We I'm sure all of this so outro is, I just is want completely to put, relevant. <laughs> I want to put this out there. We are recording this on November 1st, 2022. We started recording in August? Mm -hmm. In August, 2022. Mm -hmm. I've not released an episode. And uh, yeah, that's just where I'm at. I just want, I had to share that. Now, I have, ed I have actually edited. I've done actually a lot of editing. I'm ready to start, but maybe it might be, we might relaunch in 2020. So, so you listener know that when you are listening to this, when it comes out in February, we have told you when we are recording it, it'll be perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you hung on this long, of which God bless you. No one, Th no one did that. Thank you very much for listening to the Game Life Balance US podcast, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. If you had fun, then please tell one friend about our podcast. That is all we ask. As an aside, that is, that is like st word of mouth is still the way that podcasts grow the most. Isn't that not right? Yeah, appearing on other podcasts is really big also, but Okay. Yeah, but, but it really is. It really still is like a word of mouth industry, which is super interesting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you can learn more about Game Life Balance including our sister show in Australia at gamelifebalance.us. I assume that's what you need to update. Or check that out That website does not <laughs> Well, okay. Or so... check out you know or check out Game Life Balance and lots of other geek shows on Gonna Geek Network at GunnaGeek.com. That website does still exist, That's a, I think. So, okay. So if you go to Game Life Balance US, it redirects to our Anchor FM page. So it's it's not a dead link, but okay. it's not. We don't have a website anymore. We, have nothing, we don't have anything there, and that's fine. We just we just have a podcast page. We don't even have a podcast. We don't, we don't even have a podcast. We do. Hey, this is episode 64 which means that uh, it's time for the Nintendo 64 Minute. In 64 seconds, tell me your favorite Nintendo 64 memory. Go. Definitely playing Perfect Dark in one of either yours or Blake's house and doing like the, um, the missions, like those crazy hard missions and going through those. I did, it in, I did it in Farnes. No, those were amazing. That was so much fun. I didn't know. You played it at Blake's house with Blake. I never cared for Perfect Dark because it lagged. I'm so sorry that you feel that way. It was, it was awesome. You're just wrong. What was, was your favorite Nintendo 64 memory? My favorite Nintendo 64 memory was Star Fox 64. I had some friends in college, Drake in GK, who had a suite, and I would, wa I would walk to their room... 
in my junior year, and they would just be playing Star Fox 64. And we would just, we would just take turns beating it. Because it only takes like an hour to beat, an hour or less. So one of us would play through it, and be like, cool, Cody's turn. I would play through it. I always got the highest score. But that game, man, that game. Actually, my close second is my first memory of playing Super Smash Brothers at your house. That that's where we played it for the first time. It was definitely at your house. I have a vivid memory of it. Because then later, after Columbine happened, the Columbine <laughs> shooting, my, wait, my parents... Wait, what? Yeah, no, this is relevant. My parents made me sell Goldeneye after Columbine. Oh my gosh, are you serious? I had no idea. Holy cow. My, my mom brought me to the GameStop in Cherryvale Mall, and she said, you can get, I will get you any game you want, but we are getting rid of this game. So I sold Goldeneye, and I had played Smash Brothers at your house like once. And I was like, I guess I want Smash Brothers. So I got Smash Brothers, and she oh bought God. it for and me. That started your love affair. Holy crap, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Smash Brothers is my favorite game series for a decade and well, a half. I, I knew that, but I didn't realize that, that... I didn't realize that... And actually, now that I think about it, like other than Halo, I don't really know a lot of first-person shooters that you ever really played. Like, I guess you were, that was not your type of game. I mean, it's not my type of game either. So I got a little bit into Call of Duty with our friend Guy after oh, that's college true. as well. Uh, for a bit, but my wife dis dislikes them. It is not her aesthetic. She doesn't sure. like to... She, to, to quote her early in our relationship, I don't really want to walk into our apartment and just hear loud explosions. It's a little bit jarring, so I kind of drifted off from that. I'll play it. I'll play on my gaming like laptop and stuff with you guys now, though. But but you're right. I I didn't. It's not been like a primary. Yeah. Thing recently. But. Well, and look, the rest is history. Now you are in Smash Brothers. You've made a I me am. of yourself. You it is you with a sword in Smash Brothers. No, I made a me of myself. Me of we we of me. What did I say? Yes, you made a me of yours. No, I made a me of myself. Yes. If no? you say it, then you would say you you made a you. Oh, of, you made a you of yourself. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you made me. Right. Now it's you know how far if it's this is I, top I, of. I understand. <laughs> well, I'm on a walk with my son, and he'll say, "I want to hold my finger." And I have to be like, no, 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 you want to hold my fit. Wait, but so if you, right. So if you're saying it, it's mm -hmm. my finger. If I'm saying it, it's no, if you're saying I, it, it's your finger, if I'm saying it, it's my finger. Do you know what I, I mean? I used to ask my mom to hold you. And she was like, no, look, it doesn't matter. Like, the best part of this is that I'm pretty sure that John froze. Okay, perfect. I'm moving on mine. So I don't know what to tell you. And we're out. Oh, that, oh, John left. John's just gone now. His entire connection is gone. That is hilarious.